0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show, glad you could stay with us. We are really, really glad to be with you. Uh, We are the show, as you know, that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time, and we're going to be joined in just a moment by Marilyn Rupar, and we've had some good shows before, so good that we got demonetized. You know you're over the target when you're taking flack, as my good friend Steve Quayle likes to say, and we've been over the target a lot, and I have a feeling we're going to be there again tonight. Anyway, there are people who make this broadcast possible, and without them, we would not be here. So let me briefly mention who these people are. Noble Gold and their fantastic IRA which is a great hedge against a collapsing dollar which is going to happen someday. And don't be like my grandparents, they showed up at the bank and it was all gone. They were well to do, they lost everything. Don't be like that, Noble Gold gives you an option and when you convert worthless cash or soon to be worthless cash into precious metals, it will hold your value. How do you get more information, how do you find out this is right for you, well give them a call 877-646-5347 and to kind of ease your way into the conversation just tell them I sent you 877-646-5347 and the link to noblegoldinvestments.com is in the description box following this broadcast. Additionally, ladies and gentlemen, we are brought to you by preparewithdave.com. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, tools. That's what I say people need as starters. We can help you with the food. Absolutely essential that you have at least six months, more likely, you should have two years, and we can help you get started on that journey. We have 70% off, restaurant quality, 25 year shelf life. You can't miss. This is the best opportunity in America. Go to preparewithdave.com. And then finally, you've heard me sing the virtues of Health Masters and Dr. Ted Brower, and you know what a fan I am of Health Masters, and you know how much they've helped me through the years if you've been following this show at all. So what do you got to do? Well, I'll tell you, it's easy. Find out why Dave Hodges and many of my colleagues go to Health Masters. Before we go to our doctor, go to healthmasters.com and use the coupon code code five that's c-o-d-e code five at healthmasters.com those are the people that make this particular segment well they make it possible and they make it special we really appreciate them so ladies and gentlemen let's uh get down to brass tacks here we got marilyn on and we're going to be talking about the past is a prologue for the present and i'll say history is a great teacher you hear me invoke history a lot well you're going to get a full dose of history here in just a few minutes Marilyn welcome to the show glad you could join us and I'm really really looking forward to this
1: hi Dave we've never talked about this but I'm a real history buff myself and uh, started really following history when I was 13 years old so it's been a few years (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. It's been about a year and a half for you. I mean, um, pretty soon you'll be able to drive, so it's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, we can live in our fantasies and our mind and be as young as we want to be. I just, uh, yeah. and, you know, I was watching an NBA game the other night. I was in a restaurant with my uh, wife and son, and I was watching this game kind of off and on. And I, I was thinking, I used to. I used to build do those things. <laughs> yeah, the operative word is used to. It's kind of like that was a different life. That wasn't even me. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I I was um, a little over five eleven in my prime, almost six feet, and I could mm-hmm. dunk a basketball. Today, the only thing I can dunk mm-hmm. are donuts inside coffee. So it. it yeah, I, uh, w-
1: I was rollerblading. Even in my early fifties, I was rollerblading, rollerblading seven miles a day. And I was a runner for many years, at least five miles a day.
0: So That's amazing. I mean Yeah, yeah and and yeah. until until the injuries piled up in my late forties. I was still playing in the off season with a lot of my players. I'd come in, we'd do our open gym routine and I'd jump in and I could mm-hmm. hold my own for a while and I'd lost a couple steps, mm-hmm. but I mean, I could still play it right now. It's kind of like, I'm not ready for the Walker, but I'm not dunking any basketball. But anyway, enough of the pity party here. Um, well,
1: the, the, the <laughs> thing is, is that we have the, the, the wonderful thing is that we have knowledge yes. of the truth of what. Our, when we lived in um i was born in 1952 okay so i'm 66 now so i saw america in the 50s as a child i was 11 years old when president kennedy was killed and i was in my late teens, early you know late teens 1819 something like that when the hippie movement came and then we know the rest of the story from there um so i have seen america transition mm-hmm. many you know parts of what it, how the constitution and our laws have changed and that's what you know our age means it's not that we're old are you kidding I, I feel yeah so i see things very very distinctly based upon what was then and what is now and then when we look at the actual constitution and our laws i think that people who are probably 50 years old or older are starting to go oh my gosh Anyone probably, maybe even 55 and younger, they're not, they haven't seen what I have seen and I don't know your age, but that's the difference is I have seen it with my eyes. This is not just something I'm reading and, you know, uh, giving information I've personally experienced. I have traveled the entire 48 states, traveled overseas, Eastern Europe or Western Eastern Europe, uh, Western, excuse me, um, Asia and the Middle East. So I've seen a few things.
0: I've seen a few things, too, and, and many times I'm just struck by the fact that I don't recognize this country anymore, and oh. I'm looking at what's happening in other countries, and I'm looking that as a warning sign for what's coming here. Let me just give you an example. Australia will now send people to prison for up to five years for offending someone online. And this is coming here. I mean, it's called the Equality Act, and then Bob Griswold and I just spent a lot of time talking about that last mm-hmm. night. And and I know that you're concerned too about historical precedent for the time we're in. Mm-hmm. So let let's go ahead and start there with the historical okay. precedent. And I know you like to look at the timeline of the Nazis. And I went through a lot of what you said, mm-hmm. and Marilyn. I have to tell you, through the years, I've written a lot of comparative pieces with the Nazis and. Um, and where we're headed but where would you like to start on that timeline
1: well i think the good thing is i started looking at this when i was 13 years old i started studying the third reich and um where we are what was fascinating to me when i got a hold of the actual timeline uh you can go online and or maybe we can get that out to you and give you a link to that but to verify what we're saying here um, I'll just go through some of the points is that what's interesting is, you know, Hitler was a, a chancellor in January 30th of 1930. And this is April 1st, April 2nd, April, you know, May 10th, right around 1933. The They were boycotting the shops of the Jews. Okay, we know Christians are being boycotted yes Uh, people began losing their jobs that happened to me 20 years ago you know the story Um, if anyone wants to listen you can listen to Mike China my very first interview I did with you in August of last year Then people were um, their citizenship was being stripped. FEMA camps that we okay we will call them FEMA camps, but the concentration camps were being constructed in 1933. So we can see just going forward, just to start with that, we know that you know they were liberated in 1945. So this was 12 years prior to the end of it. That this was already in in works in the works. Okay. Then when in 1934. There was a purge of the top leadership in the, you know, in the military, paramilitary, and that's when the the Night of the Long Knives came in. And um, Hitler abolished the office of the president in 1934 on August 19th. Okay, now, if Trump loses the election, I will vote for Trump. Okay, again, I will. But I don't believe that my vote is going to count. Because if we still have George Soros's election machines, voting machines in, and our constitution continues to be abolished, it's the same as abolishing the office of the president, okay? So that ha- happened in Germany on August 19, 1934. And then going forward, if we have um, now in November... In December of 1934. The Gestapo came into into play. We have Antifa, we have MS-13 and the cartels. We've done a lot of discussion on the cartels. I did a study where I found 30 parallels between the cartels and the Hispanic gangs and MS-13 that are already operating in the United States. The only thing we're not hearing about, and that's what you've mentioned, um, are the decapitations and the dismemberment. Other than that, they're operating identically. That took place in 1930, in the early, let's see, I go back here, it's not like in 1934, where those kinds of groups were set up. In 1935, um, you could not fly a German flag. Okay, we already have it where it's, people are not being able to fly the American flag okay and um, credit in November 15th anyone um, Jews were defined as uh, because of their credits we would call that our social credit score today but it says here in November 15th Germany defines what a Jew is anyone with basically they defined what that was so we were are being defined through our social credit score and tracking and surveillance through the profiling and our constitutional rights of course are are being taken away every day you want to stop here or keep going
0: no I think, I think you're, you're you're so right on the money the parallels <laughs> are just indistinguishable about what well, I think the thing that frustrates me is one of the quickest things that gets me demonetized or gets me censored in the social media really? is to talk about Christ or Christianity in some way or to do it in a comparative mm-hmm. sense. And boy, I'll tell you, the liberals who run these uh, big tech firms, they don't like hearing that. And so they, they come right after you. And it's exactly what you're describing here
1: well okay now look at this between 1936 and 37 of course the concentration camps were in place now my opinion and i think you and i've discussed this dave should trump lose this election people like you and me will get some knocks on our door or we will be hidden we'll be on the run whatever you want <laughs> people great. will be in their bug out locations whatever it may be life as you and i know it will be over if Trump loses the election,
0: okay, we'll be, we'll be hunted. And, I totally agree with you.
1: Yes, and and I, I don't. You know, we don't talk about this much. But if anyone wants to open their Bibles, it talks about that in Ezekiel four through six, and we'll leave it at that.
0: Okay? No, no, let's, let's go. Let's go there for a second. <laughs> let's explore a little huh? more detail. Can you can you cite, or or uh, just describe mm-hmm. what Ezekiel uh, says in that passage?
1: yeah I was reading I took the day off which is rare I took the day completely off on Sunday and I sat with it and in a nutshell it says that there would be um, quite honestly it's because their churches are not teaching repentance they're not teaching the gospel of course but the gospel is really about repentance and and they're not teaching that. and so because of that that's an abomination to God who we are as a people. So it says, in, and I can pull it out here, but it's, it says that there would be, pe- it says that a third would be killed by pestilence in our, in our time period, that would be bio warfare. It says a third would be killed by war. That would be actually the military being wiped out, which you're talking about in your article today with the Deagle Report. And then it said the final third who would be alive Some people would call that the Christian remnant. They will be on the run, but they will be chased. They will be chased for their lives. It says that.
0: I totally agree with that. History is showing that's already beginning to happen in some circles. And and I'll I'll show you where we're seeing it. i really have seen it in places like australia where the uh, conservative politicians and their followers are being violently attacked in some cases their cars are blown up now in america right now it's mostly the trump supporters you wear mm. a maga hat out in public and you're risking getting punched in the nose or worse
1: Mhm. Mhm. well that you know that of course was allowed in germany uh, we know how violent it got with the SS officers. What I'd like to say, too, what's fascinating to me, it's not really in the timeline so much, but what took place in Germany, I've read six or ten books on what happened after, uh, after the Third Reich was you know, taken apart because of World War II. And what took place is that the, the people began to di- disclose the Germans who lived through that began to disclose what took place in their lives. What happened is that many Christian families did not want to send their kids to the, the youth camps. There were youth camps for the boys and the girls, and they were just like Boy Scouts Girl Scouts today, and it was you know, a lovely thing for the weekend to have your kids go. Then it became a requirement. The parents then were, were arrested if they would not send their kids because the Christian parents who were awake did not want to send their kids and their kids were basically taken from them. Those kids then turned into the brown shirts, okay? And the brown shirts were the truncheon guys who who started just running around beating up people. That would be equivalent to our uh, Antifa today. And that group then, as they grew in age, by the time the war started, became the SS officers who who rolled into villages and, and rounded up the Jews, took them out to Uh, the edge of town, and killed them one by one, and threw them into open graves, and it started with the youth camps. So we're looking at socialism in the schools, and we're looking at socialism, you know, this this mind control, and I think you noted in one of your articles here what 40-50% of the people want socialism. This is exactly, Dave, what happened in
0: Germany. Well, it's a lot worse than that. Um, um, give a little prelude here. I'm had a conversation with Paul Martin. We're going to turn this into an interview, and I hope you're sitting down for this revelation in Laramie, Wyoming, across the city, someone or some people are placing signs in places like Starbucks and shopping malls that are advocating for the teaching of Arabic in grades K through 12 in Cheyenne. And I've talked to someone Mm -hmm. who works at a medical clinic there, and they tell me Mm -hmm. that uh, this is coming. They tell me that they've got Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Saudis and uh, the Kuwaitis there in great numbers now. And and so what you're seeing here is an indoctrination going on that you must... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen, I'm not opposed to speaking Arabic and learning it as a language, but it's not no. being proposed as a supplement to your education. It's supposed to be the language requirement.
1: Right. You, I taught English as a second language. You were professor, so uh, those were electives in in our degree programs. And you had four or five languages you could choose from. You know. It's, well, you know what it is is um, the takedown of the United States. Who I think uh, Doug. Hagman often uses that term, takedown. It's the takedown of the United States.
0: Well, it's the evisceration of our culture. Um, There's something I'm going to write about in the future, too, and this kind of gets into another issue here. Our culture has been diluted, and I want to get with you and talk about how the Nazis did it, but I'm telling you how we're doing it. Mm -hmm. If you have a Mm -hmm. normal amount of people coming into the country and you're not overwhelming your base population with people from a third world country... People come here, they assimilate, in the second generation, their kids usually are fitting in just fine and doing well. It's a struggle for the first generation. But in this yeah. country, we are being overwhelmed at the border. We're talking millions of people coming through. We're being lied to. Listen, I'm talking to FBI, DHS, FEMA, the Border Patrol, ICE. I've talked to people from all these groups, and they say it's out of control. And now they don't even have holding facilities, so they're sending them to cities all across the country our culture is being stripped from us in America as we speak and I like to raise the question how many people from a third world country can we take in till we become the next third world country and well, we're not discussing it, this
1: it, no it's being set up um, we are being how would you say um, the war that is going to come to America um, I've I'm cool not I'm cool with it I, I think I shared that with you I'm I'm somewhat of a stoic I have known this I won't get a whole lot into my my life with Christ but I've known this since 1972 when I first became a believer and uh, I was I did not come from a Christian home so anyway I learned this just by reading and you know I said okay it's gonna go down at some point point. and I think unfortunately Just like what's sad is when we look at, like I was saying, what happened in Germany. The churches in Germany Germany were evidently identical to the churches today. The people showed up, put their money in the plate, same kumbaya, and went home, called themselves Christians. But they fell into the Third Reich. The majority of the people who went into the Third Reich in that nation were Christians.
0: Think about it. Well, they got entrapped. They we were Christians. They got entrapped in the movement. That's what, what? I mean, the government grabbed their kids. They grabbed their churches. Yeah. I mean, here we have something called the clergy response team in which a lot Ooh. of pastors belong to and they espouse mm-hmm. Romans 13, you know, basically do what the government tells you or else it's in the Bible, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. That's it. How did the Germans use the church to uh, ensnare the, um, the Christians?
1: Well, uh, just like our politicians today, what what Hitler learned is that he espoused, quote, Christianity. All those large events that are kind of like NFL-type, huge, massive events where everybody was standing with flags and in order, he was up behind the microphone Dave, touting that he was a Christian. So it was normal... For people to believe in him and it was too late that's that's the thing they were betrayed and they didn't find it out until it was too late and this is where we are right now people are being betrayed and they're not even aware of what is going on
0: I uh, did a telephonic interview with Walter Mansfield he was one of the first men to be recruited into the clergy response team and Walter told me he eventually left, he said he saw and began to see it for what it was they were actually trained to tell people that were in FEMA camps and they did these simulations. It's God's will, but we'll help you be more comfortable with it. And they weren't allowed to read from the Bible because the DHS document that associated with this basically said Christianity has been used to harm too many people, so we got to stay away from invoking the Bible or talking about Jesus. Um, Did the Nazis have a similar bifurcation there? And they, They ensnared the church. Hey, the Nazis and the Christians are all one. But where did it all go wrong?
1: Well, there was book burning. Well, first of all, the parents, like I was saying, um, parenting. You, you've made a lot of, you know, uh, articles on this, and the parents allowed their children, initially allowed their children in mass to go into this, and it became uh, you were put down in the neighborhood if you did not agree with this you were arrested and it's not that so much they went wrong in their theological understanding but I will say this in a strong way people do not know their Bible it's in there everything that is going on see how I became involved in research Dave has nothing really to do that I'm like really into reading and journalism no I read the Bible for 40 years 40 years and I went holy blank what's going on in the world and I saw started looking at the headlines not started but you know as the headlines came out I thought that's odd I already read about that that's odd it's here right here and then I would pull out my Bible and read and I go dang it's right here and then I would read and read more about you know research so that's how I actually got into research it's because it's parallel to what the Bible already says, but people don't know this, and they don't want to know it. I was in a prayer group here, tried to share some of this, and they just looked at me. They wouldn't. They wouldn't respond at all. There were 20 of them. Wouldn't even talk to me
0: What were they afraid of? <laughs>
1: um, I call them the Kumbaya Christians. And I would say ninety percent, I came out of the Jesus movement, so I'm truly a Kumbaya Christian, but but what I mean is that all they want to do is you know, love people and they do not want to know that there is such a thing as judgment. And that has to do with my life, your life, and everyone's life. Not anyone. We are all, oh, I gotta say this. this is interesting. A lot of people think you know we're all freaked out by the AI you know the surveillance and all that God has kept track of every thought you and I have ever had Dave and every one of us including me and you will have to answer for even our thoughts to God so that's my preaching today. Oh, it boy,
0: that. I'm, I'm going to be at the Inquisition for a long time. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: but, but the difference is repentance. But it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal, heal their land. OK, so so all we have to do is say, hey, man, that wasn't cool. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I got a leg just, up on a um, lot of people, though. I won't vote Democratic for any reason. So
1: because
0: uh, <laughs> uh, well, they are. Well, they, took I'm, God, I'm, they took God out of the Democratic platform. Let's go back to Nazi Germany for a minute. Let's do a comparison there. Uh, yes. So the, the Nazis, okay. com- the Nazis married mm-hmm. with the Christian, so to speak, and Hitler pretended to be a Christian. Was there a time yes. when the Christian church in, in uh, the Nazi empire turned into an undesirable group?
1: Well, uh, we know over in uh, Mussolini, we know the, uh, the Pope at that time. All of those guys and more became uh, Nazis. Okay. The Catholic Church, the Pope, tied together with Hitler during that time. And what that meant is that they sanctioned what was going on. They may not have, you know, said they were Nazis, but they shook hands and, 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 and met with, the, with uh, Hitler and allowed their countries to be taken over.
0: But so what, what what about though did was there a time when you could not profess christian belief living in nazi germany?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Bonhoeffer is yes. one of the main people if anyone wants to read about him you guys go ahead and search that. Bonhoeffer was an amazing person. He he left the united states because he saw excuse me he left Germany because he didn't want to get involved in it you know kind of like today hey, I'm out of here um uh, then his family his he was a Lutheran of course and he um by the time he came back God called him back to Germany and once he arrived there his guy said well why did you leave us and the story goes is that his um his brother had I think had just been shot had been ex you know shot by execution and the letter that he found on his brother said why did you leave us and not stand with God with us in this hour so he he was really kind of blown away by what the country what had become of the country and he lost his life too and and i think that's stories like that that you know i don't know if everybody knows this but i do want to put it on the table everyone you know we call them the 12 disciples right other than judas every one of those guys but one lost was was martyred every one of them
0: yeah being a believer has its drawbacks in that regard um you usually meet a cruel earthly fate we're talking with Marilyn rupar and we're talking about some of the comparisons between the nazi empire and the time we're living in now And before we continue, I need to let you know in this next segment who makes that possible. And you've heard me talk a lot about Bob Griswold and a good friend of mine. He has a company called ReadyMadeResources.com. I call him King Prepper. Anything that you want or need, Bob has it. And Bob does one thing that's really unique. He'll actually consult with you for free. He'll say, this is where you're at and this is what I think you need to be doing. He finances the high end of his product. And he's got everything from water filtration to communication devices to night vision. need to check him out. Go to ReadyMadeResources.com. That's ReadyMadeResources.com. And again, you know, I can't encourage you enough. Get out of the dollar as much as you can, except for paying your bills. That's why you need the Noble Gold IRA. Give them a call at 877 646 five three four seven that's eight seven seven six four six five three four seven or go to the link in the description box on our YouTube channel where this interview will appear as well as about 10 other places. And also we're brought to you by Health Masters. Find out why I, Dave Hodges, goes to Healthmasters before I ever go to my doctor. Healthmasters.com, coupon code, code 5, and take advantage of the great opportunities that are there. Well, Marilyn, um, continuing with this, we know about the Hitler Youth Movement. And I'll tell you, one of the things Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about today in America is the liberalization of the schools. You know, we've had the communist core education plan from Obama. We had no child left without a behind, according to George Bush, and all these failed socialist education uh, programs that have dumbed down our kids. Uh, And basically we see the teaching of socialism in our schools, the evisceration of the Christian faith in favor of other faiths, what happened in Nazi Germany in the public schools? Where are the parallels there?
1: Well, it's again. It's anybody. Can you hear me? Can you hear me?
0: Hear you loud and clear.
1: Okay, great. Um, again, the anybody in the public school was expected to be in the youth camps. Period. Women, young girls, and boys together. They had the girls. Then they called the maidens, and the boys uh, had their own deal. They were expected to be part of it. It was part of the educational system at that point. And they were ostracized. You know, we've talked about that if they were not part of it. And um, they were not able to have, even be educated. They were kicked out of schools like we have today. Okay. Let me me go on here. In um, 1936 to 37, this is when the concentration camps opened. Okay. This was eight years before... They started, say, five years before, well, not even, uh, three years, two years before they started burning people. And um, so there was also, uh, one of the things, I don't think Christians understand this or to think about it I've run into a lot of Christians who go well I've got it all figured out I've got I I own everything I'm sorry I'm, I'm coming from a different angle you and I have never talked about this I own everything I've got it all wrapped up I've got this I've got that well here's something that happened over in Germany mandatory registration of in 1936 excuse me it was 1936 or 37 april 26 i don't know which year it was but 36 or 37 mandatory registration of all property held by the jews inside the rank in inside the rank the reich and basically that is happening now we've heard that Mastercards um, are being taken away from people Banks are, are not letting people do a yes. certain amount of business. Exactly. Okay, that's already happened. Okay, so we're not at a line here um, Then what will happen this is when in the invasion uh, the takedown um, of the country started to happen in 1936 37 2 and My opinion is that when the invasion happens and I do believe there will be an invasion certain states will go down one after another Okay, And um, Kristallnacht happened on November 9th and 10th. And what that was is that 200 synagogues that would be equal to churches. 200 synagogues were destroyed, probably burned. 7,500 Jewish shops or businesses were looted and destroyed. 30,000 male Jews, that would be Christian men, sent to the concentration camp. Okay, this is in 19, I, my notes are 36 through 37. Um, all, then again, in November 12th, all retail businesses were taken over by the government. Jewish, here we are right here. You asked me about Jewish pupils. November um, 15th, I think it's 1936, 37, a Jewish pu- pupils were expelled from uh, from school. Christians so that would be Christian students right now are being expelled for you know wearing Christian symbols hats Omega hats whatever it may be the American flag so that is already happening here too that's another parallel and um, then we had um, the yellow star was brought in on November 23rd 1939 that's when they started uh, sewing that Jewish star the yellow star on the Jews The ghettos started right about that time, 1939, too. The ghettos would be comparable to um, Agenda 21. Everybody rounded up into small spaces.
0: Interesting. Very interesting.
1: And And you know what happened in the ghettos, that they starved them out. Of course, they had no guns. And ultimately, they were were murdered or taken to the camps from there were various ghettos There was we've heard of the Warsaw Ghetto the revolt in the Warsaw Ghetto started and it went on this went on for three or four years from 1939 to 1943 here in the timeline and in 1943 the Warsaw Ghetto started a revolt and that's where they they started trying to fight back but it didn't you know they still they couldn't they couldn't fight back based upon their conditions they were being starved out
0: Yeah, I know that, too. Um, Let's go back in the time frame earlier. And when you said they eliminated the office of the president, you were talking, I'm certain about Hindenburg and Hindenburg was forced to capitulate to Hitler when he burned down the Reichstag and did that false flag event and blame the communists for everything, which were their chief rivals for the Nazis of the day. Um, You know who I equate to Hindenburg and people are going to be really upset when I say this. But I think Donald Trump's been compromised, um, and I'm not sure, sure. of the circumstances. I, I, I know he didn't come into office meaning to betray America, but there's so much no. undone stuff. But I kind of see him as a modern-day Hindenburg. Do you think Trump has been mm-hmm. neutralized? Do you see it the same way I do?
1: <laughs> I got notes and we got a whole program on that. <laughs> yeah. I I call it um, the silence. I, I've just titled my notes here, silence, he's, yes, okay, in a nutshell, our constitutional rights, he is silent on our rights, he is silent on all of our rules of law, rule of law that are being broken every day, This complete silence on censorship, the border, uh, educational system, Betsy DeVos, and then we have all the people under him in his cabinet who are also silent, they're all silent we've got bar and I'm calling it the theater anymore Dave I've done so much research and so have you but used to look at um, used to look at all the channels and anymore it's like yeah right you know because I know we're being played that's how I'm feeling
0: you you think bar is theatrics? In other words, this investigation of the so-called steel dossier, Spygate stuff, this is all theater, and it's not going to result in one arrest, one indictment, one prosecution, one incarceration. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, well, I'll be the first to say that I would love to come on your show and say me a copa for everything of not believing. Yeah. But you and I are research. You you do a thousand times more research than me. You and I have both done a lot of research. So the difference is is that the people listening to this, if you want to do ten and twenty years of research and come toe to toe with us, fine. But this comes from twenty years of research, easily, easily, maybe thirty years, and the scriptures too ties it all together well
0: in part it comes from my DNA for me because I was raised by a man who really taught Mm -hmm. me to call call BS on what's going on and and certainly I'm seeing that listen I think Trump came in with the best of intentions he started off like a house of fire he straightened the economy out Mm -hmm. as best he could given all the debt he negated the free trade agreements which put manufacturing jobs back in America women and blacks had the lowest unemployment rate ever i could go on and on and on with his accomplishments in the beginning however Marilyn, as, as time has gone on here's what he hasn't done he's like Hindenburg Hindenburg sat by and like Hitler mm-hmm. run right all over him he hasn't taken care mm-hmm. of the social media violations of law for censorship and there's huge violations right. that I've covered and I won't go mm-hmm. into now and he hasn't uh, secured the border he could have the army side by side three feet apart at the border and he hasn't done it he should have done it because now we have no control and we're being overrun by millions and i could go on and on but you get the idea i mean there's health is not fixed uh the spending's out of control he promised no more wars of occupation he said five times don't go attack iran and this is what he's preparing to do right now i, I mean mm-hmm. he just he's going against his base he's going against everything he campaigned on
1: well um I started about two weeks ago since we last really talked I started the word betrayal came to mind and I thought about this today all of us have been betrayed usually it's in personal relationships and stuff well really you know when you think about it this, this event of what is happening in our nation is very personal to each one of us it's our personal lives if you're single it's your personal life if you're a family man or woman it's your children it's very very personal And we have expected that our government would do what it says it's going to do based on our constitution and rule of law. It is not. And therefore, our expectations are being, not that our expectations are not being met, our expectations are being betrayed.
0: Yeah, well, it's not just the expectations, it's what we were promised. And, yes. uh, and 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 I look at Trump, he's committing political suicide, just like Hindenburg did. Hindenburg was mm-hmm. told by his own people. And, and I, I know this because, see, my father is from that time as a child. And I've learned this from my grandmother, that Hindenburg was warned. Hitler is Satan. He's the devil. He's evil. He's bad. He was going to wreck the country. Stop him while you still have control of the military. And oh. he ignored it. And and I look at it at, at Trump now and he's not standing up to anything. Nothing. No. And I'm sorry I'll still the, vote for Trump. I'm with yeah. you. But yeah. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and say my team is winning when I look up at the scoreboard and see it's uh, seven to nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, the scoreboard's telling a think. clear story here with President Trump. And that's why I call him the modern-day Hindenburg. It'd be a pretty good title for an article. But you know what really bothers me, mm-hmm. too, Marilyn? And I bet that uh, mm-hmm. critics of Hindenburg and tried to get him to move, because he was a beloved figure in Germany. Germany loved Hindenburg, because av- he gave him stability after World War I. And he was like a father figure during the tough times of the depression that that Germany went through. But what's really, really striking to me is the fact that uh, Trump won't even defend himself. He has no chance of getting reelected if there's not a free alternative media to support what he said he was going to do, celebrate his economic victories. The only message that people are going to hear is the left, the communist left, that's attempting to take over this country. He can't mm-hmm. win. And people say, well, he doesn't have a good candidate to run against. It doesn't matter. If you got illegal voting mm-hmm. machines and no one's hearing your message, you're not getting yes. voted for.
1: Well, what I don't understand is how in the blank <laughs> do we have in our government and in our country anyone allowing illegals to vote in their local elections, yet alone the national election, and nothing is being done about it. The thing is that I started to notice this only about two weeks ago. I think I sent you a note on this. I said, Trump keeps saying, I'm monitoring this. I'm looking at that. I'm monitoring that so this is where my red flag went up, Dave. I went, holy smokes, that's cool. monitoring. I think I might have said that in our program. Monitoring. Well, let's get after it, bud. You've got you've got the office of the presidency. I know, <laughs> you know. I, know. I know. And, and then and then the and then the um, what is it the um, the I've got it right here the Constitution U.S. Code ten U.S. Code two fifty two. Basically, what that says is he has, if you want me to read it, I've got it here. But it basically says he has the ability to take care of what is going on at our border, and he is not. And that code says, because you've noted that in your article, it says whenever the, it's U.S. Code, 10 U.S. Code 252, use of militia and armed forces to enforce federal authority, and I'll read it, it's one short paragraph, whenever the president considers that unlawful obstructions, combinations or assemblages of rebellion against the authority of the United States make it impractical to enforce laws of the United States in any state by the ordinary course of judicial proceedings, he may call into federal service such of the militia such of the militia of any state and use such of the armed forces as he considers necessary to enforce those laws or to suppress the rebellion okay it's all there look it up guys
0: there's something called the um, chesterson prophecies and it really describes mm-hmm. where we're at with immigration It talked about the great power. And this was written, I think, in 1904 out of Britain. Mm -hmm. They talked about the great power that went out and conquered. And then they found that the culture they conquered was beginning to assimilate and even somewhat take over because of the sheer numbers. And they imported the people who they had conquered to work in their businesses and their factories and so forth. And they found pretty soon that who they had conquered was indistinguishable from themselves. That's why I asked the question earlier, you know, how, you know, how many immigrants does it take from third world countries until you're a third world country? We're going to find out because we're well on our way. I mean, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, you've got Saudis and Kuwaitis in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I hope they're wearing their cowboy hats and their uh, steel spurred boots uh this is insane um and what's happening here let's talk about gun confiscation because certainly Mm -hmm. we're one major false flag away from i think the left actually making the move not talking about it but doing it let's let's Mm -hmm. talk about i'm sure you covered the german enabling act in your um research right yes let's talk about that for a second
1: well well, you mean is it in the timeline or what?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. In in terms of a comparative event, when did it come in? Okay, and and um and tell the people a little bit about the details of it because not everyone's going to be this familiar with our with our historical facts out of Nazi Germany. You
1: know, Dave, I've got that in my notes. I have got that in my notes, and I don't know. Give me just a, a hint of it, and I know because I know I've read it. But
0: well, with basically I don't the have German it. Enabling Act was first of all was gun confiscation. Um, Jews couldn't own any guns, but it really limited the rights of any German to own a gun, period. Mm-hmm. And it's much like what we're going to see here. And if you could own a gun, it was an outdated model gun. In other words, you could be no threat to the powers that be. Sh- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Well, in my file, that's that was the, one of the main precepts of when the Enabling Act came in, that was the beginning of uh, the control of, it, how would you say, it's almost like a replica of everything that took place in Germany. It's almost like they pulled it up on a screen and they said, okay, look, these are the, these are the steps in order of what we need to do in order to take down America. And believe it or not, Germany was taken down from within. Yep. And this was the beginning of it. So, it, so I see it as that's why we're talking about the Jewish Holocaust timeline today, because it's a replica of everything. Ultimately, the plan, and the Cloward-Piven plan. And I read something here, a quote by Aldous Huxley, and it said, "This is where we are right now. People are so so into their technology that they have no they have no ability to even think." To even consider and contemplate what we're talking about, the majority, probably the listeners here, but the the public at large. And this is his quote. He died in 1963, by the way, Aldous Huxley. And he said, People will come to love their oppression, to adore the technologies that they're, to to love their their oppressions, to adore their technologies that undo their capacities to think. So the problem we have here is that people either out of fear I, I run into this that, you know, okay, fine, take our guns, do the enabling act, okay. Oh, the guy next door, the red flag, you know, well he was a crazy guy. He was a veteran. Oh, his girlfriend gave up gave him up, took his, his guns away. That's the kind of stuff that's going on. The red flags are flag laws are equal to the enabling act. And Kamala Harris and and quite a few of them now are saying, as soon as I get into office, I will take your guns.
0: Yeah, she said she'd do it by executive order.
1: Yes. Okay, well, what this means is that there is no such thing as a constitution. I don't think people understand how close we are to that. And we've, you know, we've just been cruising along in our lives, our whole lives, having the constitution, not understanding what that meant for us.
0: Well, I have something to say in regard to this, because you talked about local politicians and how the authorities can let illegals vote in their elections, and I can only say one thing out of the uh, Marvel movies. Hail Hydra. You see, it was uh, Trevor Loudon that had this production called Enemies Within, and he identified 80 uh, Congress people who are Democrats, who are members of front groups for the Muslim Brotherhood and the American Communist Party, documented it to the nth degree. And then it was, uh, well, I've had other people confirm this. Uh, I talked to ex Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney. She confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people mm-hmm. have confirmed this. And we have a subversive movement in this country serving in government, elected by people. And they are dedicated to the overthrow of the Constitution, the overthrow of our culture. We're no longer a Judaic Christian uh, country. No, 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 no. You're in last place, Christians. We don't want to hear from you. I mean, that's, that's what we get. And the Democrats took God out of their platform. I don't know how it Mm -hmm. can be any more clear than that. And the overtones from Nazi Germany are frightening. And Marilyn, you know what? I just looked at the clock. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. have another perfect. Oh, well, we got to do,
0: yeah. do more and cover what we didn't cover. But mm-hmm. to, to the public who's listening to this, to our listeners, first of all, thank mm-hmm. you for joining us. Secondly, I think you can see this yes. is an endless topic, the parallels between the Nazis and ourselves are pretty close and that's because tyranny usually follows the same satanic path and i think maybe that's a good note to close on Marilyn. we're flat up against it you have been uh, marvelous and intriguing on this and i want to thank you so much for joining us with this most interesting comparison
1: i, I just want to ins- and say one thing we've we've misused the term nazis let's call it the third reich Okay. It was the Third Reich. Yeah, because this, this thing Nazi is out there all over the place. But when we look at the historical aspect of what the Third Reich is, this is what
0: where agree. we are right now. And we got a scoop, but I'll mm-hmm. tell you this. The late Jim Mars agreed with you. He called us the Fourth Reich. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: ho, ho. So yeah. you're,
0: you're right okay. on the money with that. Marilyn, thanks so much for joining us. And everybody else, thanks, share Dave. this program with your friends and family. Yeah. Take care, Marilyn.
1: Thanks, thanks Dave.